Hi, this is Russ Hackman, host of The Wall Street Sweeper. Coming up, we'll be talking about whether inflation is actually going down, more on what's happening in the banking sector, and talk about the way smart investors are navigating these crazy markets. Welcome in. Welcome in to the Wall Street Sweeper. This is the only industry that I know of where you can actually pay more to get something worse. Uncover retirement concepts you need to know. They might have gotten one of those reports that you know they hit enter on and it says you're probably going to be okay, but if you're not, it's not our fault. And now, the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, we're at it again with Russ Hackman, who is the president of Hackman Wealth Partners and available to talk to you with four offices around Boston, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham and downtown. Russ Hackman is all about sweeping away that clutter and giving you a clear picture of your financial life. And Russ Hackman also spent his early years in his career in the financial arena on Wall Street trading desks. So we always open the show with Russ's take on the markets. And Russ, I know you hinted at inflation and whether or not it is going down. I'm interested in that. We've got so much uh, going on, as always, uh, in the markets, yeah. uh, the banking sector, the latest there, the Fed. Talk to us about it. I do want to mention first, though, we are going to have fun coming up on the show. Show, we're going to do a game show deal. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, going to be fun. To, I'm, go, I'm looking forward to this, Dave. Can I win any money? Uh, unfortunately not. <laughs> you are not anyway, eligible. But some lovely parting gifts we have for you. No, perfect. But what is going on now, though? Well, there really, as always, just a ton to talk about, a lot to think about uh, as far as what influences our portfolios, what influences our thinking. We had uh, a week ago the Fed raised rates to five and a quarter, largely hinting that that's kind of it for now. So that's pretty interesting. That's pretty big news that you know rates basically went from zero to five and a quarter, which is the fastest they've ever gone up mm -hmm. in, a, in a short span of time. And that's just an immense change. And now the Fed is kind of saying, hey, we believe that policy – what they say is monetary policy is tight, meaning it's sort of starting to constrain the economy a little bit. Their objective is to bring inflation down. We just had some inflation numbers. Now, you know, the inflation numbers remain kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, a year ago, we were talking about 9% inflation, right? Yeah, so, right. And now we got five and a half. So, but, you know, it's a little early to throw the party. <laughs> to, to be have like, the yeah, champagne. we only got... Yeah. Five and a half percent inflation. And I think the right. Fed, as we've talked about, is going to be very, very vigilant about really making sure it's down before they start cutting rates. I do feel like that, and I don't hear people much talking about this, which we've said on this show, which is the markets are starting to act like the Fed may cut rates later this year. Okay. You've got the S and the markets had a very healthy start to the year. Uh, the S&P is up 8% for the year. The Dow's only up around 1%. The Nasdaq's up 17%. So it's been a sort of a mild party here on Wall Street to start. Mm -hmm. It's not a, not a raging party. Today, <laughs> it's not one yeah. of those <laughs> ragers. But yeah, I'll take mild. <laughs> I'll take yeah, mild. it's a mild party. That's, that's, the, that's the best at my age anyway. The 52, the the... the the big parties just hurt too bad the next uh, yeah, day. Anyway. Yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> right? So not time for – so the markets have been sort of starting this mild party. 
Now, you know, I don't what I don't hear people saying is, listen, the Fed, Powell, we've said on this show, Powell's the guy who let inflation get out of hand. He's the first Fed chairman to let it happen since the 80s. What right? did he say at first? It was transient, not transient, transient transitory. Right? That's it. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and believe me, this guy is thinking about how he's going to be written about in the history books. Mm-hmm. So the, the markets, the equity markets, the interest rate markets starting to trade like there's going to be rate cuts reasonably soon, maybe even late this year. And I personally don't think there's a chance of that. And I I personally think that that is just one way that the markets are a little out of line right now. It doesn't mean there's like cause for panic, but I'm, I'm just a little worried that I'm the only one who seems to be saying this. <laughs> uh, so we've got more, uh, again, so, so that's Fed policy. We've got a little more of this still smoldering fire around the banking sector, which we'll talk about. One thing to say to listeners, I do have a lot of people saying, well, Rust, how worried do I need to be about the, about the banks that I'm in? You really don't have to be worried at all if you've got less than 250 grand in any bank. Right. There is no chance that any depositor is losing money on the FDIC limit. Like, no chance. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about that. And in fact, we're actively investing in CDs. I've talked about, hey, to me, if people are saying the old thing was 60, 40 stocks, bonds are, you know, 50, 50 or 40, 60, I'd rather it be stock CDs now. We're buying CDs for clients this week, yielding 5.05%, right? right? Fantastic. So in any event, let's transition, Dave, to our first chance for folks to call in. Call in and talk to us about your finances. Come in and see me and my team. We'd love to see you review your risk, your fees, give you a second opinion on how you're doing. Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five callers. And this is at no cost, no obligation to the next five. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Financial Literacy Month has come and gone, but coming up, I'm going to uh, have Russ take the hot seat for a pop quiz, a financial retirement pop quiz, and I think he's going to do quite well. Stay tuned. Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and this is the Wall Street Sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street and clearing up your financial life. That's what Russ is all about and can talk to you from one of his four offices around Boston Hingham uh, in Wakefield, Waltham, and also downtown. We're going to do something a little bit different here now. I'm going to be Dave Perkins, your host of the Retirement Family Feud. <laughs> and our guest today, only the Russ Hackman family. Uh, actually, this is <laughs> this is going to work. I forgot, a l- I forgot to invite the kids, right? Yeah, you could have. I'm not, I'm not sure they would have come if invited. Hey, we're going to have a retirement game show. I'm uh, not sure they yeah, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have. <laughs> but I know you're going to do well on this. We're actually using uh, results from a 2023 EBRI Retirement Confidence Survey. And we're going to actually quiz you for from, from this survey, what do you think were the number one answers on the board or what was the okay. number one answer? Uh, for instance, from the survey, 1011 working American adults surveyed about retirement. The top three answers are on the board from this survey. And here they are not having enough money to retire, keeping up with the cost of living and managing debt levels. Which one do you think was number one, Russ? 
I would say keeping up with the cost of living. Well, now, let me just say that you are correct. Oh, Obviously, man. it's in there, and it's close. Uh, not having enough money to retire was tops at 68%. That came in at 56%, and even managing debt levels, all valid concerns. I see, I see, yeah. Well, when we when we sit down with people, it it is, yeah, it is about long-term not running out of money. Other concerns biggest one we hear is you know how can i get and i'll talk more about this in some 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 other segments today is how can i get a reasonable return without risking too much right that's yeah. the biggest question and, exactly and and hey i thought my safe investments were safe and i lost 20 percent on them but you know Let's keep the game show okay, going, let's do Dave, because, I mean, I want to get one right. I want you to, and uh, you will. I know you will. I mean, you, you got that right. It just wasn't number one. All right, next up, well, you sir. you told me what the answers were. Oh, you know, you're <laughs> right on that. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. What a terrible game so show I, host I am. <laughs> All right, let, let's keep it going. We've got uh, Retirement Family Feud here, and our next at uh, the top six answers on the board of 1,153 working Americans who said they were not confident confident about their ability to live comfortably throughout retirement. What are their top concerns? Social security, workplace retirement savings plan, personal retirement savings or investments, an IRA, uh, work for pay or a defined benefit or traditional pension plan. What do you think was number one on their mind concern wise, Russ? Well, I'm kind of thinking about this when you, I'm, I'm getting a little strategic about my game show play. Here. Okay. So I think we need, I need to not necessarily be thinking about, you know, the people that have a million dollars are up, but more like, you know, your sort of average person on the street, right? right? So um, listing, you know, going through that list of all terms, I would say Social Security. You would be correct, sir. Uh, it is actually really high at 88%. What do you think is causing that, all that concern on Social Security? Is it the 2033, what we're hearing about, what could happen that year? Well, I think it it is the, the politics of it. It is that it, it is... You know, the numbers of the Social Security system, you know, for people that have made a, a reasonable living, the amount that you can get at, you know, 67 years old is over 3,000. The amount you can get at over um, 70 can be over 4,000. It keeps adjusting higher with inflation, adjusts high with inflation in the future. So, you know, the notion that um, it, hey, it might not be there for me mm -hmm. is very disconcerting to most people. Now, my own personal view on this uh, is that you don't have if you are 55, 60 or older, you don't have one thing to worry about when it pertains to Social Security. OK, because this whole like government trust fund is just a figment of accounting imagination <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we could get into that at some other time. But the government, this notion that there's a quote unquote fund sitting off to the side that that has billions of dollars in it like Not, no, no no the government spends all the money that comes in and then borrows more right whether right. it's from from fica and money coming in so it that is just like a that's like saying my left pocket has a ton of money in it my <laughs> right pocket has you know, thirty trillion dollars of debt so there's actually so. no no actual <laughs> lock box right. no. so you're your, your your pants are broke in that instance, <laughs> right? So, or you are uh, broke, I guess, right. in, in, that, in that instance, right? Yeah. So, and, and, and as an example, and the government obviously can choose to keep funding Social Security. And so my best example is if the government can come up with 
three or four trillion dollars out of nowhere to fund COVID. Right. Right. Then Good point. You, you better believe they're going to come up with money to not cut Social Security benefits on the group of people that votes the most. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, no way. Right? No way. No now, how. <laughs> you know, for for you millennials running around out there, you know, I believe, you know, they're going to raise the retirement age, you yeah. know, maybe even on you know, at my age at 52. Maybe I do. I need to be worried. I think every country in the world over time has to raise retirement ages. They have to. They have to dilute benefits a little bit. But if you're especially if you're 60 plus, you should not be worried about that uh, whatsoever. Um, Shoo. I think we're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we're running a little bit tight on time. Right. Right. Yeah, Dave, we only we got are. through, we only got through a couple questions. So we, we may have to come back to this. We may need to get like a wheel or something. So I think I mean, it was fun. Kind of yeah. It's kind of a first effort at the game show. So I think we need to make it a little more exciting, but anyway, I'll improve um, my skills. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is a, um, Again, another opportunity to say to folks out there, you know, do come in. There, 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 I've spent so much time this year meeting so many great people uh, coming to see us from uh, WRKO and especially WBZ listeners, um, you know, coming in to see us. Uh, a lot of listeners to my predecessor, you know, Rick Edelman mm -hmm. on the show. So great audience built up. And, you know, for me, it's a pleasure to see so many people at all the various offices uh, around Boston. Uh, and, um, you know, we've welcomed a, a lot of people into our office. A lot of those folks have become clients. Uh, it's so satisfying for us to work with people, to help them retire, to help them. And we're, we're you know, there's people that show up with 500000 and there's people that show up with $20 million. And I tell you, everybody's worried about the state of the oh, world. Yeah. So uh, in any event, let's do offer an opportunity uh, for folks to come in and see us, Dave, get that second opinion if they've saved $500,000 or more for retirement. To schedule 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000, this comprehensive review about you. Next five, no cost, no obligation, 617-674-2000. You got a 401k or IRA? That's great. When we come back, though, Russ is going to dig into why having a Roth IRA to complement it could be just what the retirement doctor ordered. Details after this. Giving you a clear picture of your financial life and sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. It is the Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman, who is president of Hackman Wealth Partners, four offices around Boston, making it convenient for you to visit with Russ uh, and, and take advantage of a comprehensive review opportunity at the office closest to you, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown. Well, Russ, that was fun. We did the game show, but we're actually going to get into something that can be fun later on in your retirement life, and that's a Roth IRA. Uh, we're going to look at some some things that make it attractive to at least give you know give it a good look uh, give it a once over i know you'll right. answer people's roth questions the one thing i know russ i've talked to people there's confusion about the the five-year wait and all of that and i do know that that applies to the gains because you're able to access what you put in when you need it right is that how it works that's right i mean i you know, we do talk about it a lot uh, maybe too much i don't know but from experience it is fairly, 
you know, sort of poorly understood exactly how these accounts work, Mm -hmm. how you can fund them, what the, you know, what the benefits are. But I, I personally view Roth accounts as, as sort of the Holy grail. I mean, you can't argue with the fact that once you have money in a Roth, it grows forever tax free Mm -hmm. and I can take money out of it tax free anytime and I can pass it to my kids tax-free and they can have it grow in their hands for 10 years tax-free that's right right so that's just awesome across the board so i think for most people it is how do you get money into roths uh and the two ways you get money into roths are through earned income which generally isn't very much but you can advise your kids get money in your roth 401k at work that's smart i'm advising my kids that right but as far as the benefits, then once you're in a Roth, there's a few key ones to mention. And we may then I'm just going to mention them all that we have here on our list. And then maybe we'll come back and uh, fill in a little bit, depending on our time. OK, uh, so as you said, Dave, number one is if I put money into a Roth, I can take it out without any penalties. I can take my contribution out anytime without any penalties, right? As Mm -hmm. you said, you get penalized on accessing gains before a five-year period, but that's that's okay, right? If you can access your principal, that's okay. So that's number one. Number two, the money comes out of them tax-free, whatever you do take it out. That's Mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a perfect world, leave it in there and pass it to your kids. Let it cook. Right? Uh, Number three is, and and there's a little strategy uh, around, hey, which investments should I put in my Roth, right? And very often, if we're if you know we have higher risk and lower risk investments, in some cases we like the high risk investments there, right? Put some stocks mm-hmm. in there if if you can get money into a Roth, and again, if you have kids, leave it in stocks for. 20, 30 years, that that Roth account could be huge when you pass it to them, right? Yeah, sure. And then keep your safer money in your IRAs. You can access that during your lifetime, right? That's one, you know, when we get into all the work that we do, there's work around like which which accounts do I draw money from and when, which investments go in what accounts, conversions, et cetera, et cetera. Another benefit, uh of Roth, no impact on your social sec- on the taxation of your social security. So, in other words, as I think a lot of people know, the amount of tax you pay on your social security is a function of how much other income you have. Mm-hmm. So, if you take money out of IRAs, that's income that can impact your taxation of social security. Take money out of Roth, no impact. So that's right? not counted in that equation of provisional income for that. That's right, the provisional income calculation, which is mighty calculated complicated but the bottom line is the lower the income you have taxable income you have the less you pay in your social security in a perfect world you could have 10 million dollars in a roth and and nothing else and you paid no tax on your social security anyway yeah wow that's That's great longer story but uh (laughs) dave yeah we we are coming up on that opportunity to uh transition over give folks another chance to call in for the next five callers that have saved five hundred thousand dollars or more for retirement 617-674-2000 to schedule with Russ. He'll answer your questions about all the components of retirement planning and financial planning overall. 617-674-2000. 
One of those listener stories we love to hear from Russ. That's coming up along with listener questions. Hackman is, in all senses, the Wall Street sweeper. That's the name of the show. And welcome back into the conversation with Russ Hackman, president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Offices around Boston, four of them, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown. Uh, Russ Hackman is ready to talk to you and give you a clearer picture of your financial life. And in many ways, he shares stories of those conversations, just those conversations he's had with people. So he always shares those on the show. But Russ, one of my favorite parts also of the show is taking questions from listeners, uh, listeners uh, who have submitted through your website, hackmanwealth.com. You can do the same. That's hackmanwealth.com. Click the radio tab, and there is a spot there to submit your question. Like this from Robert and Milton. I inherited a small IRA when my mom died. Is there any way to avoid income taxes? I don't need the income at this time and can keep it in an IRA. Uh, Answer for Robert, uh, and a lot lot of folks do inherit um, IRAs from their parents. And it's also good to kind of know how that works because you may end up passing IRAs to your kids, right? So Mm -hmm. with the... And this is another reason why we talk about Roths. When you pass IRAs to kids, and for Robert in this case, he's gotten a an inherited IRA from his mom. And Robert, what that means for you is, assuming your mother passed away recently, that generally means that you've got to take the money out of that IRA over 10 years. And as you take money out of that IRA one-tenth a year, usually, you will pay tax on that, right? Mm-hmm. Now, contrast that with if you're able to leave a Roth to your kids, then they inherit that Roth, they pay no tax on it, and they actually can leave the money in there untouched for 10 years, and then they have to take it out. But, but in untaxed. Theory, right? So differences between inherited IRAs and inherited Roths are, are interesting. Um, you know, we do manage a lot of inherited IRAs for, uh, people. And it's also, it's kind of interesting in financial planning, just a little bit of the, you know, kind of the stepping out of the numbers for a second. Sometimes, you know, when we do budgeting, uh, for folks and think about, okay, what, you know, how we're going to spend what money or, you know, we're going to set up like a vacation fund. I love setting up like fun budgets. Yeah, Dave, of course. Right? It's pretty cool actually to say like, Hey, let's, let's take some fun money out of what like mom or dad left me. That's a great right? idea because I'm going to take that vacation. I'm going to raise a glass to them. They'd be, they'd be happy about it. Pour right? a little it's beer a nice, on the ground for him. Maybe. <laughs> it's a nice little way to think about it anyway. I like that. All right, here we go. It's Felix in Dedham. I'm 64, getting ready to retire in one year. I owe approximately 165000 on my house with no other debt. I have close to 850000 in retirement savings, 2200 a month from a pension, approximately 2300 a month in Social Security benefits, and 300 a month from my ex-wife's pension. I also drive Uber for approximately 1500 a month. Does it make sense to pay off my house at the time I retire? Well, Felix, first of all, I got to congratulate you on getting paid by your ex-wife's pension. Absolutely. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. 
I hope that's not considered off color to say, but uh, no, uh, I, well, you have to marvel at it. Yeah, getting getting paid by your ex forever. That's, that's good stuff, right? Uh, but back to the question, you know, really the, 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 the essence of the question is a very common question, which is, you know, do I try to be debt free in retirement? And the answer is, it depends. But in uh, Felix's case, if you, you know, he's got about... Um, you know, a million ish in savings. I don't like to see people take like a two or three hundred thousand dollar withdrawal and pay off their mortgage. Mm-hmm. Right? It is great to be debt free, uh, but on the other hand, if if your mortgage at one hundred eighty five thousand, my guess is the interest rate is low. You're not paying a huge number each month. I'd rather see you pay that down gradually. So. Dave, let's go ahead and transition to our next opportunity for folks to call in with their questions, call in with their opportunity to come see us for the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. And at no cost, no obligation, if you're among the next five who call in and schedule this comprehensive review, 617-674-2000. It's 617-674-2000. Up next, Russ helps a couple eliminate over 10000 a year in fees. The Wall Street Sweeper, that is the show. That's the get-together. It's a show. It's a conversation with Russ Hackman. He gives us so much to think about in our financial lives, and especially if we're nearing that long phase of retirement. Russ is president of Hackman Wealth Partners, years in the financial arena, and often around Boston, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown. Uh, Russ, when people come to you, they bring their concerns, certainly, and you listen. And then after that conversation, you suggest some maybe some solutions, which is exactly what you do on this show, uh, sharing case studies, listener stories on the concerns they bring to you and what the, your follow-up with them. I love this part of the show, and you have another one of those for us. Yeah, absolutely, Dave. So, um, and we, we talk about patterns on this show, like sort of patterns of, of, you know, things that we hear from listeners. And there are, there are some pretty common patterns. And, you know, one of the ones that I hear pretty often is, you know, I signed up with this advisor and I don't ever hear from them. Or when I call them, you know, it's like three days to return yeah. my call, right? Yeah. So, or you know, my flag. portfolio hasn't changed in forever. And, you know, the only thing they had to say last year when I was losing money on everything that they put me in was hang in there. The old standard, right? <laughs> right. right? Put Which, off. You know, some of that stuff has come back, but I still don't think that's the right advice. I do think the world has very much uh, changed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, let's get into this specific example uh, because I, I think there's there's sort of more to the story here as well. It's a couple that uh, we started working with earlier this year, aged uh, 65 and 67. They came in, uh, they were retired on the Cape, came in to see us in the Hingham office, uh, and they had a great place in the Cape. There's some people that I've met that bought in the Cape a long time ago. Oh. And they have a sweet place that they retired. Good timing to. on their part, yeah. Um, and they also had, uh, you know, they'd done a good job saving for retirement up until, you know, sort of they came in and 
when they called, they said, Russ, you know, our assets had gotten up to about $2 million at the end of 2021. Right. And, you know, we're sort of now we're foreshadowing what happened to them during 2022, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. And in their case, and this this also comes back to another pattern, which is the most, you know, the most common question that I get is Russ or, or sort of statement or or discussion is, Russ, I just, I'm not here to get rich in retirement. Nobody's, nobody's trying to get rich in retirement, right? Yeah. Want to be secure. Almost every single person I meet, whether they have 500,000 or 20 million looks at me and says like, Russ, if I could just earn five, six, seven, eight percent and not get killed when the market goes down, Mm -hmm. I would be happy as a Understandable. So to speak, right? Yeah. And we get a lot of these stories where they said, hey, we told our advisor we wanted to be conservative, right? And we had a couple million dollars with them. And then we lost we lost $500,000 last year. Whoa. Right? And like, how how did this happen, right? It's not conservative. In their, in their case, they lost 25%, but there's a lot of people lost 15%, lost 20%. But not only did they lose a big number, but they lost money on everything, right? Now, again, some of that is bouncing back a bit this year. But to me, that's a let, – let's consider that a little bit of a gift. It doesn't mean for, for people out there that where they got beat up and everything last year – it should be telling you, you don't have the right plan. You don't have the right kind of conservative money, right? You don't have the right kind of safe money. And what, so in their case, they're like, how do we possibly lose this much? And then they're saying, Russ, you say on the radio that 2022 was like a cat two or cat three storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we going to do? Lose like $700,000 in the next, you know, cat five storm. They can't so afford like, to do that. Right. We got to we got to make some changes. Right. And by the way, you know, we hardly can speak to our guy because he's have a whole lot to say other than hang, hang in, in there. there. <laughs> hang in there, chief. It's a paper right? loss. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, even worse, I get people whose advisors don't call them back. Right. That's terrible. Um, and I'm not talking about people with like small amounts with advisors either, like people with millions of dollars telling me. I, I got a tough time getting a call back or my, my person never calls me yeah. to me. That's, you know, everybody should get good service, but that, that, that's especially wacky. So in any event, in their <laughs> case, they, so they said, Hey, we, we wanted to have a conservative portfolio. We did this portfolio X-ray that we run for everyone who comes in. We saw that, you know, one of their issues was that they were being charged more than $25,000 a year in fees. Right? It was actually more like 30000 From whoever wasn't calling back. Yeah, they had a <laughs> lot of stock and bond market risk that they really didn't understand that they have. Like you know, One of the very basic things about financial planning is to say, and I like to do it with people, is, is to say, hey, here's our portfolio. And if 2022 happened again, mm-hmm. here's what we'd lose. Okay. It's a pretty simple calculation. Yeah. If 2008 happened again tomorrow, this is what we would lose. It's a, sort of things that have happened in history. If they happen again, because we do know the markets and history repeats itself. Yeah. 
it's pretty straightforward to, to, to look at that. And that really had never been done for them. And we were able to say to them, yes, if you have a Cat 5 storm, and we can say this for any listener who comes in and sees us, if there's a Cat 5 storm, this is, or another 2008, in that scenario, this is about what you would lose. And if they right? say, I can't lose that. Right? And so, and that's such a serious omission for these what for for these folks and almost everyone it's just to know hey a simple market shock you know medium very large how much would i get hit uh that that is sort of financial planning one on one in their case we saw that they were running a ton more risk they had mutual they were being charged a percent plus they were in mutual funds being char- charging them another 3 quarters of a percent we what we did was we allocated a big portion of their money to safe money, shifting out of bond funds, having a big portion of their money earning five, six percent at at basically no risk. Right. For our money that's left in stocks, let's have that be dividend paying stocks and let's do what we can to, to cut taxes. Right. Mm-hmm. And doing all that, we're able to see, OK, in a Cat 5 storm, this is what would happen. And for them, they're like, Russ, we can handle that risk. Okay, right? there you go. They know. That's the exercise we go through with everyone who calls in. And it is a good opportunity, again, Dave, to give people uh, the chance to call in, get on our calendar, come see us for the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. This is no cost, no obligation. To schedule, 617-674-2000. Just call in 617-674-2000. Have Russ lay it out for you like he just shared. Coming up, Russ takes questions from listeners. Hackman, the president of Hackman Wealth Partners, is sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. Welcome back into the Wall Street Sweeper. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Russ, as a fiduciary, would love to talk to you about your financial life, uh, hear your concerns, offer solutions from his four offices around Boston, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown. Also, his website is hackmanwealth.com. There's so much you can do there and learn there if you visit hackmanwealth.com. You can also submit a a question to Russ to answer on the air if you click the radio tab at hackmanwealth.com. Many have done that already, like Eleanor and Waltham. My husband and I bought rental property in a resort area on a short sale in 2008 for $200,000. Well, it can sell now for $950,000. My husband's in his late 60s and he'd like to retire. Now, after following the show for some time now, I think we should sell it and invest the proceeds in an annuity so that we can use the interest to help fund our retirement. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Well, it is a very interesting question, and you know, obviously, what a phenomenal buy two hundred thousand yeah. to in oh eight, right to nine hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it probably took some guts to do it mm-hmm. uh, at that time. I think, you know, we do have a lot of clients who have rental properties, and, and and they they can throw off great income. The challenge is most people who own, unless you you know have a bunch of properties and you've got some company that's helping you manage them 
Mm-hmm. Most people tell me, like, Russ, I can't be, you know, I can't be 80 years old and getting a call about the clogged toilet, right? So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I even though I love the income from this, eventually I have to sell it. Right. Now, in Eleanor's case, you know, the gain is so significant. You got to think about, you know, whether the um, capital gains taxes that you would have to pay, you know, would be worth it or whether you can roll that into some other property uh, and defer the taxes, so that's that's sort of you know question number one uh, that uh, we would need to consider for you, and then secondly, you know the question is is it a good idea to buy an annuity? As we say in this show frequently, there's horrible annuities. There's annuities that I think are pretty pretty good. Um, it is, and you can actually do this interesting kind of side by side comparison with some of the lower cost annuities that also provide guaranteed lifetime income. And you say, look, if I took the money that I'm getting in rent in uh, from the property and compare basically owning the property to owning some kind of investment, it could be an annuity, it could be dividend paying stocks, mm-hmm. it could be something else. And, and kind of compare the income levels of the two, taking into account all the costs of ownership of a property, right? Because you you got costs when you own oh, property. Yeah. It's not just, not just the gross rent. You can kind of compare these two things and be like, hey, can I replace this rental income oh, with yeah. some other kind of guaranteed income? It's an interesting exercise and one we do pretty frequently. And you can run through that with Eleanor. So Eleanor, hope you'll take advantage of and call in to schedule with Russ. Robert in Salem, I'm 65. I'll be retiring in June of this year. I have about 150000 in my Roth IRA and about 850000 in my 401k. Does it matter which one I start taking money from first, or should I just should I take some from each? Well, we've talked about this earlier in the show that, you know, if you have a Roth and you have kids, it really is awesome if you can defer using that and pass it to them, right? Mm-hmm. But even if you don't have kids, I like to see, you can kind of look at your 401k, your IRA, and say, hey, the government is going to force me to start taking money out of this anyway. So I might as well start doing it after I retire, right? After you retire, your tax bracket isn't very high. Oh, good point. Yeah. You know, you saved all this money in your 401ks, your IRAs to fund your retirement. So I normally say use that first because the government's, and by the way, taxes are pretty low now. They're probably going to go up. Another excellent point. Right. So there's a there's a few reasons. But as a broader question, this is a question we help answer for a lot of people, no matter how much money they have, is which account should I draw from and when? And there's there's strategy to that around like 401k versus Roth versus taxable money. And there's also strategy around, you know, which investments do I draw from? Do I take from my stocks after a good year? If it's a bad year like 2022, do I draw from my safe money? Generally, the answer to that is yes. So, again, these are the, the sort of little tactics that are not just working with advisor to help set up a plan, but advisor should be helping you with that on a day-to-day basis or month-to-month basis. About Josephine in Burlington, I want to start taking my Social Security benefits at 63, and my estimated monthly benefit is 2300 a month. Now, if I stop working next year at age 60, but still take my benefits at 63, would I still receive that 2300 or would it be reduced? In other words, is Social Security contingent on you working up until the point 
point do you apply for benefits? This is a subtle question, but a good question. You could because you get these statements from Social Security mm-hmm. that say, you know, here's what you're eligible for at age, you know, 62, 67, yeah. 70, usually is what those statements say. You know, I still get and, them in the mail occasionally. Which is oh, weird. Yeah. Some people do, some people don't. Yeah. And and then the the question is, but but the footnote on the on the Social Security statement says, basically, this assumes that you keep this this assumes that you keep working up through then. Right. 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 So um, it's like, okay, well, what if what if I don't? Right. That's the question being posed here. Now, for most people, the if you've had, if you've basically worked your whole life and your income, you know, has not just peaked a lot in the last few years, mm-hmm. right? And so you've had pretty consistent income. It doesn't matter a whole lot that you start a few years that, that, you know, the question is my, my number for age 62, if I, if I stop working earlier, is it going to be a lot worse? The answer is no. Right. Just the way the math works. Yeah. So most of the time, you don't really need to worry about that. That's that's the answer to that question. I've worked but, over 35 and thank goodness they're taking away that first six years <laughs> of mine. It's funny, actually. You know, you get your statement. And I mean, mine goes back to the 80s. Like I, it has my earnings from when I was bagging groceries. I know. <laughs> I was at a stock boy at a department. So it's like, this is your life. Dave Perkins. It is, is kind of interesting. Right? <laughs> it it's like, and then you can kind of see, well, that was a good year and that was a bad year. Right. right? Yeah. And there, and those early ones, I'm glad they're going to take be taken out. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, some good some good listener questions um, today. Love answering them and love answering folk, people's questions uh, in person. Um, you know, please do take uh, this opportunity to give us a call. The next five cars that have saved five hundred thousand dollars or more for retirement um, opportunity to get that second opinion portfolio X-ray. Look at your fees. Look at Social Security strategy. The list, the list goes on as to as to what we do in those conversations. It is comprehensive planning, a, a comprehensive review. You can talk about in going forward with comprehensive planning for you. Customize 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000 to schedule with Russ Hackman. Coming up, more on how the big banks are getting bigger and what does it mean for us. Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman, Consumer Advocate Dave Perkins, our get-together every week. It's so great to have you along with the president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Here locally, four offices around Boston, Hingham, Wakefield, Waltham, and downtown. Well, Russ, uh, you've talked uh, about the situation with the banks and the banks failing, uh, the big banks getting bigger. Where is this headed? Because you were kind of prescient in in saying, "Hey, it's the dominoes haven't stopped falling." Early on, so, I I tend to think there'll still be a few more dominoes. Mm-hmm. I don't think people, as I was saying earlier, that doesn't mean you should worry if you've got money in banks. It's just keep it under two fifty per bank, and that's pretty straightforward. So yeah, as I was, I've said a few times in the show, like I like CDs a lot better than I like bonds, and we manage CD portfolios now. For people, we weren't doing that two years ago. Mm-hmm. Managing a CD portfolio meant they were 
1%, right? But, <laughs> right. So managing CD portfolios, and honestly, we have clients with a, a bunch of money in those portfolios. And, you know, sometimes we'll have 10 different banks, you know? And you can, what's nice is if you can hold CDs from 10 banks in one investment account, like a Fidelity account okay. as the custodian. So it's not like you're walking into 10 branches and, and <laughs> you know, when we do it for clients, we, we, you know, we just handle it all right. So mm -hmm. it's pretty straightforward, but I was just looking at some statistics that I thought were interesting. You know, you have the total amount of deposits in the United States is $17 trillion. Okay. Right. Trillion. Now the largest bank is JP Morgan with about 13, 14% of deposits. Okay. And so they're over 3 trillion in the, in deposits. Mm. And you know, you have the B of A's, the cities, the, uh, the Wells Fargo's, the so on and so forth. And what's happening now, like for example, with first Republic, it's assets deposits ended up in the hands of JP Morgan. You know, I'm a little concerned about the big getting bigger and ultimately, well, we know how that works. We learned in 08, right, 09, right? Exactly. They now we're too big to fail. Yeah. So again, I don't, I think it's an interesting conversation. I don't think it's anything to worry about. It is the case if you look at other major countries like France, Britain, Germany, they're as concentrated or even more concentrated in bank banks than we are. Hmm. So, you know, I, I just don't love the fact that, you know, the neighborhood banks are, you know, kind of getting clocked and a lot of these places, including First Republic, where I had some funds uh, and those funds are safe, by the way, you know, they're they're going to get absorbed and their great sort of local service, et cetera, you know, is going to disappear in the hands of these big owners. Mm. So in any event, we have run out of time, Dave. So uh, it's been a pleasure talking with all you listeners. Take a th a Thank you so much. So many people tell me they tune in every week, and I certainly appreciate that. Uh, and let's offer a final opportunity, Dave, for folks to call in and uh, come in and see us get a second opinion. It's that chance to sit down one-on-one -on -one with Russ at no cost, no obligation to the next five. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. A great conversation, as always, just like next week's. Hope you're with us on the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman and Claire Hare are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors, LLC, BWA, registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management, LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Index or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investments and may be 
be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of compensation and or other compensation, such as a percentage of organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interest of our clients to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A Item 4, for additional information.